بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأردين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من عبانه وأنصاره Our discussion tonight is very short and tomorrow will be my final session. Inshallah, I am traveling on Thursday, so uh, we have basically these two just nights. The significance of Zohot, I think, alhamdulillah, is already established. A very important question remains that how can we obtain this quality of Zohd? It's easy to talk about Zohd, uh, but to achieve Zohd is very demanding. There are different ways, different methods. Uh, one way is to try to resist against our temptations. Uh, if I have a desire for something which, after reflection, I find it not important, not useful, not something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with, so the best thing is not to go after it. Uh, we are given this power by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can somehow regulate the power of desires. If something, you know, comes to my mind, I don't have control in the beginning. It may come or may not come. These are the things that are coming to our mind. And some philosophers like Prepatetics, they believe that uh, whatever comes in our mind, it's because of aql fa'al, the active intellect that puts things in our mind. Even the knowledge when we are receiving but whatever is the reason, sometimes something comes to your mind. What is important is how you act after that. If something bad, maybe a bad thought or maybe bad desire comes to our mind, what we can do is not to go after that. Not to think about it. Because the more we think about something, the more uh, active, the more sometimes, uh, you know, uh, predominant it becomes. So if something comes to my mind, for example, tempting me to do something, to say something, to watch something, it's better not to go after it. And gradually you will see how less frequently that will come. And in the end, it may stop. Or for example, we have this in about many things. You know, for example, about having bad ideas, bad opinions, suspicions about our brothers and sisters. This is something which is prohibited in the Quran. But sometimes it is not in our hand. Sometimes, you know, these suspicions come to our mind about our brothers or sisters. But if you don't follow it, if you don't think about it, then you will see that gradually it will stop. Because Iblis is very clever. 
Iblis doesn't put his efforts where there is no benefit. He knows where to invest. So if he puts something in your mind and then doesn't gain anything, so he said, okay, I have places which are more fertile, so I invest in those places. So it's very important to resist. Not take everything, you know, as granted and say, okay, let's go after it. This is very important. The second thing is that sometimes you may go to some further and do some counter act. For example, if you see that you sleep too much, okay, instead of just sleeping, you have two things. One is not to sleep, as we said just now. The second is Try to reduce even your sleep than normal, so that your soul knows that whenever I want to be pushing too much, I will lose. So it's better to be pleased with what is my right. If, for example, it tempts you to have plenty of food, and you want to have a control over your food, so try to eat less whenever you feel this temptation. Till you will find control over your temptation. Or a very important thing is our, you know, speech. Unfortunately, we are very easily hurt by the things that we say. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَوْلَا تَكْثِيرٌ فِي كَلَامِكُمْ وَتَمْرِيجٌ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ if it was not because of many, many things that you say, plenty of things that you say, and because of those bad thoughts that come to your heart, you would be able to see what I see and hear what I hear. So you see? How damaging is these extra and unnecessary things that we say? I'm not talking about haram. Even, you know, halal things which are not needed which are not useful. Tarkul kalam fima la ya'ni. We have many hadiths that we shouldn't say anything that has no benefit for us. And then those thoughts. The Prophet said, if these two were not there, that you speak too much, and you think about the things that are not useful, then you have the same ability to see what I see and hear what I hear. One of our contemporary marajah that you all know, when he was in Najaf studying, and he had this spiritual, you know, self-discipline, for eight years, he was not speaking unless wajib. For eight years. So just, for example, saying his prayer, just salam, and you know, if teaching, because teaching is, becomes wajib. But nothing which is not wajib. For eight years. And even today, you know, if you go and ask him for istikhara. If istikhara is good, he just mentions like this. If istikhara is bad, he lifts his hand. Why? Cannot he speak? Does he have any problem in his throat or in his lips? No. But... This is the way that you can have control over yourself. 
So the second thing is to sometimes take counter attempt steps uh, against your temptation. But the third thing, which is I think more fundamental, is to bring a new setting, a new setup to your heart. Why we are tempted for something which is useless? There must be a problem in a lower, in more fundamental level in our heart. And if we don't sort out that problem, we will always be suffering from effect. So it's better to go for the cause. This is very important. If I don't solve the problem in my heart, and just I try to control my acts, so the result would be that in many cases I will fail, and then I need to repent and repent and repent. But if I go to lower level, more fundamental, and see what is causing this problem. This is like, you know, for example, if your computer frequently crashes. So what is the best way? Is go to the setting of the computer and find what is causing this problem. Maybe that program doesn't have any problem. There is a problem in a lower, more fundamental level. Whatever we do, whatever we want, whatever we desire, is because of the love and hatred system which is in our heart. Our heart loves something and hates something, or certain things. Okay? So we must check. Maybe there is something lying over there. I love something that I shouldn't. And then it appears as some bad acts or bad thoughts. So this is the most important thing. And this is why when Imam Sadiq was asked, Is love part of faith? Is love part of faith? Imam said, Is faith anything other than love? The whole point in faith is to love what you should love and to hate what you should hate. This is the whole point. Once the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked his companions, Which handhold of faith is the strongest? Some said prayer, some said fasting, some said hajj. The Prophet said, no. These are important, but none of them is the strongest handhold. So they said, the Prophet and God knows better. Know better. And this is the answer that they must say in the beginning. Unfortunately, we do our lots of you know useless efforts. First, submit yourself to God. Say we don't know. It's better. So the Prophet said, "Al hubb of Allah wal of Allah." To love for the sake of Allah and to hate for the sake of Allah. This is the strongest handhold. If you achieve this, all your problems will be solved at once. You don't need to deal with every problem, you know, one by one. All problems will be sorted out in a moment. If you can change the setting of your heart, love for the sake of Allah and hate for the sake of Allah. Inshallah we will talk about it more. A small story.
you know allama bahr al one of our great maraja in the time maybe about 150 years ago something like this he was very great alim and he was one of the people that for sure without any doubt we know that he was able to meet imam zaman there is no doubt because sometimes there is doubt so we are asked to refute if someone claims you know but this is something that no one has doubt about once he was shown the book jam al-sa'adat by naraqi mulla mahdi naraqi and this book is about akhlaq in three volumes in arabic allama naraqi when saw this book started looking at the book and paging and said this is very good book we needed such a book and he started praising naraqi although he was contemporary to allama bahrul ulum but he didn't under estimate this he didn't say this is useless you know sometimes when we have you know some rivalry he say okay whatever other people have done he said they are useless mine is different but his heart was pure heart he started praising praising naraqi after while naraqi visited najaf and as a you know custom uh, when a, an alim goes to a city all ulama of that city pay visit to him okay it still is the same so all ulama of najaf went to visit naraqi except bahrul ulum so the people who were close to bahrul ulum told him why you don't go to visit naraqi he is the same person that you praised him a lot he said no so he didn't go to visit naraqi naraqi after visit finished he had to reciprocate so he went to visit all people who visited him and he said we must visit bahrul ulum the people who were close to him and normally these people you know create problems they said why are you going to visit bahrul ulum he didn't come to visit you you must maintain your dignity you know sometimes you know they deceive you in this way say by doing this you destroy your dignity and this is dignity of islam and ahlul bayt you must protect it he said no bahrul ulum is a great man i must go and visit him when he went there he just entered the house there were some people and bahrul ulum didn't pay that much attention then he was told this is naraqi he just very you know ordinary treatment naraqi left after a while naraqi said we must visit bahrul ulum again such a nice face you know enlightening face i miss i must go and see him again so he went and this time he even treated with less respect not insulting him but not that much warmth then naraqi decided uh, was going back leaving najaf so he, he was saying you know goodbye to ulama so farewell visit so he said now we should go to bahrul ulum for farewell these people said he didn't come to visit you 
you went twice and every time he treated you not in a very friendly way. He said, no. I must go and visit him. He's a great man. He's Agha. This time, when he went, Bahrul Hulum was waiting for him outside the house, in the lane. And treated him and said, now I have trust in you. I wanted to test you. To see these things that you have written in this book so beautifully. Have you yourself achieved them? When you say we must love people for the sake of Allah, hate people for the sake of Allah, we must forgive our brothers, we must not have bad opinion and suspicions about other people. I wanted to test you. And now, I am very pleased with you. May, inshallah, Imam Zaman be pleased with us.